0: <laughs> so uh we have more of those where that came from so hopefully you enjoyed that unless you're the turkey right, right. well i don't really need to introduce him but my brother-in-law bruce headley is back in town him and marcia kind of scooted through but or, or he scooted through and left her and and went on and uh so we've been eating our way around the west bank the last day or two and uh So Bruce is going to bring some spiritual food for us tonight. So come on up, Bruce.
1: Thank you, Pastor Robert, Pastor Kathy. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, what you did Sunday night, you planted some seeds. There are some seeds that grow within a short period of time. There's actually a seed, it's of a tree. It lies dormant to man for seven years. It doesn't do anything. On the seventh year, it grows 60 feet. Your seed this weekend, you may not see it immediately. But God is going to allow the growth to take place. You keep watering. You keep planting. And watch what God will do. Because the kingdom of God is not a McDonald's. And thank God it's not a Burger King. Burger King never gets my order right. But so many times we pray a prayer, then we pull up to the window and go, I'm ready. God says, I've got to put things in place first. I've got to shift some things around so that the blessing or the answer to your prayer that comes is not robbed from you. We we sang the last song on the name of Jesus. Can you imagine every time you came to church, somebody was sitting at the front door of the church begging? Well, that's what Peter and John saw. An individual that was sitting at the gate, called Beautiful, that led into the place of worship, and they would walk by, and here's this guy that had been lame for 40 years. On this occasion, Have you ever tried not to make eye contact with somebody that's asking for money? (laughs) Because you know just as soon as you do, first of all, God's going to convict you. And secondly, they're going to immediately see your eyes and you're going to see their eyes and you're going to feel abundantly guilty if you don't do something. Anybody ever felt that way? Yeah. Well, Peter and John are walking and literally... His eyes catches their eyes. And John looks at them and says these words, or Peter looks at them and says these words. Silver and gold, King James says, have we none? I love the fact he didn't put a period there. He put a transition there. But what we do have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, then he does something to put his faith of words into action. It says, he reaches down and takes the man by the hand. And immediately the man jumps up because strength has come into those bones that literally have not had strength in them. For the ability to walk for 40 years, he immediately has strength come in those bones. He says, the Bible says he jumps up, he runs and leaps and praises God, not just at the temple gate, but he runs into the temple. Now think for, for just a moment. This guy has been unclean, considered unclean for 40 years, so he does not get to go into the temple. He all of a sudden goes, hey, nothing is preventing me from going into the place of worship. My friends, listen to me. There is nothing in your life, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, that prevents you to go into the presence of God. Nothing. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you have the right to, to boldly become before the throne of God, to bring your petitions, your prayers and your needs to him. Several weeks ago, I was listening to a couple of guys on a, 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 a I don't know if it was a podcast or a Facebook or whatever and they were saying they had a lot of trouble with people that make declarations and decrees. They didn't think it was biblical. Listen, I don't just, personally, I don't just go, okay, I don't agree with them and go on, or I do agree with them and go on. I literally hear those things and I go, I need to research. Is it right for me to make a proclamation, to make a decree, to make a declaration? And I discovered as I looked into the uh, Greek text, the word declare means to make known or to set forth an accounting. If you've ever been to a business meeting, stockholder meeting or something, they will bring out the financial sheets. And when they do, you'll notice that the very last number has two lines underneath it, meaning that everything's been checked, everything has been balanced, and that, and that bottom line is the true number, whether a deficit or a, uh, whether it's in the red or in the black. In other words, there's a true accounting of the finances that have been sh- just been shared. God is saying we can make a declaration of what is a true accounting of what he has said to us through his word. And then the word decree means a formal and authoritative order having the force of law. A decree. So let me put it in a biblical perspective. It is a formal and authoritative order from the law of God. When God says, this is the yes and the amen, then we have the right To stand upon God's word. The word of God is our authority. I love Pastor Robert. But when it all boils down to it, he's fully not the authority. Now he stands in the authority of the pastor. But when you break it all down, the authority is God's word. I remember I was sitting with a uh, group of individuals some of them were they would consider themselves atheists they were academics and we were sitting there and every every thursday when i sat at that table they'd love to at some point in time make a dig on me because i was the first of all I was a protestant <laughs> and secondly i was a believer and they it always came around somewhere some point in time they were going to throw some kind of barb at me or whatever. And it got on t- to the thing of authority. One individual was saying, you know, I, 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 I don't believe in the Bible and so on and so forth. And then they said this and that. And I said, well, I just happen to believe the word of God is my total authority. They said, oh, the word of God can be authority. I said, really, why not? I said, it, it guides me in how I live. It demonstrates to me how I'm to be a person that lives a particular way. They said, well, all that religious is phony. You can't do that. I said, well, let me ask you a question. One of them was a, one was a uh, professor of music at the University of Louisiana. I said, let me ask you a question. If I went with your philosophy that, you know, there's no real truth out there, Then I can sit down at the piano and just start banging, and I can call that music. She said, oh, no, no, you can't do that. You can't call it music. I said, well, according to your philosophy, I certainly can. She said, no, no, there there are laws of music. There's theories of music that three particular keys put together makes a particular Note or sound. And then playing those things out in a, a sequence creates a song, and, and playing them in more than it creates sonatas and all kinds of stuff. And I went, but, but, but wait a minute. I don't accept your authority. Nor do I accept the authority of your theory books, nor do I accept the authority of the laws of music. Because I'm going to sit down to the panel and just bang away, and I'm going to call it. A great song you see you have to have something that is your authority and the Word of God is our authority if we're going to declare and decree God's Word God's will we have to have an authority listen to what the Word of the Lord says in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 through 17 all Scripture not a piece of it not a Few chosen verses that we like, but all of it is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. Oh, I I, I don't know about you, but this next one, for correction. Anybody ever read the Word of God and just really felt, Oh, God, that's got to be somebody else, not me. And God's going, No, 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 that's you. It says, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man and woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. If we want to do the will of God, we have to accept that the authority of God's word is telling us how we're to live. Not only how we live with our friends and family, but how we live with God. Because it says it brings us into that place of correction, but also... Our words are powerful. Ah, I just said that. No, your words are powerful. Oh, they didn't know I really didn't mean that. No, your words are powerful. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. How many marriages have been destroyed because of an unwise word spoken out of the individual's mouth? How many jobs have been lost because of an unwise moment where your words came out and you go, oh, I just want to take those things back in. You can't. Death and life. Are found within the tongue. I was reminded the other day. Marcia and I was talking. We're talking about this. I was at a, um, I was at a hospital. I'd have been asked to go see uh, a, a man. I didn't know him, uh, but you know, I was told first of all, he didn't have a personal relationship with the Lord. Secondly, he was close to death. Uh, and would I please go up there and see him? I said, Oh, absolutely. And so I went up to the hospital, and and, and there he is. Sure enough, he's hooked up to all kinds of machines trying to help him out helping him with his breathing, helping him, uh, you know, monitoring his blood pressure and all those type things. And so I go in and I begin to uh, talk with him and, and, and through the conversation began to seek to, first of all, lead him to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And sure enough, he accepts the Lord as his personal Lord and Savior. Then I start speaking words of faith into his life. That Jesus Christ took upon the stripes upon his body for our healing. That Jesus, whenever he looked at a lame man, he said, rise up and walk. And the man got up and began to walk. He said to a dead man, get up. And all of a sudden, he's alive. And as I'm speaking the words of faith into his life, all of a sudden, his, his vitals start going to normal. And before long, he literally sits up on the side of the bed. I mean, nurses are coming and they're looking at him. And we're sitting there, and we're talking and having a great conversation. His voice is strong, and we're just... Uh, I mean, we're having a great time. Well, about 10 minutes into it, his daughter walks in the very daughter that comes to my church and said to me, would you please go visit dad? He's not doing well. He's possibly going to die. And would you go and lead him to the Lord? She walks in and there he's sitting up on the side of the bed. And she said, dad, what are you doing? Lay back down, you're dying. (laughs) And he looked at her and he said, Oh, yeah. Laid back on the bed, and three days after that, he passes away. Life and death are in the tongue. I wanted to go, whoa, stop. No, 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 no. Don't listen to her. She's out of her mind. She just came from the psych ward, (laughs) you know. But her words spoken to her dad, all of a sudden... I'm speaking words of faith into his life, speaking words of life into him. One statement. Dad, what are you doing? You're dying. Lays back down. Three days later, dies. God wants you to speak words of health, words of faith, words of encouragement. He wants you to make declarations and decrees of health over your family, over your business, over your community, over our nation. How many of us it's easy to find the negative. Anybody there? It's easy to talk about the negative. It's easy to talk about the boss. It's easy to run down a coworker with other coworkers. But we have a difficulty building one another up. Building up individuals within our family, building up individuals. I love the fact that Barnabas got his name because he was the son of encouragement. How would you like to get a name in the Old Testament? Ichabod, the glory of the Lord is left. I don't want that. I want a name like Barnabas. You've encouraged me. You've spoken to my life. Because as I read in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, death and life are in the power of the tongue based upon the word of God. I cannot speak life into something God's called dead. If God says that's sin and which creates death, I cannot say, oh, but you can go ahead and do that. No, that's a lie. I have to speak the truth of God's word concerning everything that I see. Now, the third thing is the word of God, and I just put is dot, dot, dot. The reason I said that, because here's what Hebrews 14, 4 verse 12 says. For the word of God is living and powerful. Your Bible is not an antiquated history book. Your Bible is the living word of God. And God says, my yes and amen is alive forever. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will not pass away. That's good, folks. That is good that God says, everything I've said is the yes and amen. It's the beginning, it's the end it says my word is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword i don't know if any of you've ever been cut by something but a two-edged sword that is sharp is a weapon that is powerful in the hands of a godly man and woman it says Piercing even to to the vision of the vision of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow. The word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Listen, God doesn't just see the outward person; He knows the inward person, mentally, emotionally, physically. And so when you're reading the Word of God, you're not just reading the Word of God for Him to talk to you about what's happening on the outside. As you're reading the Word of God, all of a sudden you read something and you go, ooh, why do I feel convicted? By the way, the Bible will never guilt you. But the Bible will convict you. Because the Spirit of God has come to convict you of sin, convict you of righteousness, And to convict you that there is an eternal judgment to come. Conviction keeps us on the right path. Now. No one in here. Has ever not been tempted. Would you agree with that? How many of you know Jesus was tempted just like we were. But he did not sin. In the. In the wilderness after his baptism after 40 days of fasting and prayer satan came and tempted him with three things and later on it's written about that the enemy comes to tempt us with the lust of the eye the lust of the flesh and the pride of life every sin every temptation can fall within one of those three things and Jesus met them and overcame them and did not sin. Thus, he gives you the ability through the power of his Holy Spirit to be an overcomer. To be a man and a woman that is able to say, Lord, I'm putting everything into your hands and I need you to direct my steps. And the direction of the steps of the Lord He also needs to deal not just with the exterior part, but also the interior, the mind, the emotion, the attitude. And so when you're reading the Word of God and all of a sudden you, you hear this still small voice going, that needs to be corrected. That's not the Holy Spirit trying to guilt us. That's the Holy Spirit convicting us, saying, this is where the Father is dealing with you right now. final thing I want you to see, and then we're going to go to prayer. The Word of God is our authority. Thus, we decree and we declare the Word of God. The Word of God speaks through us. Thus, the Bible says we are Christ's ambassadors. In 2 Corinthians, verse 5, 8, five, verse eighteen through twenty, it says, "Now all things are of God, who are all things are of God, who was reconciled, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation." Now I want to stop right there before we go to the next, uh, next statement. And we need to realize God has given us a ministry of reconciliation, not a ministry of division. A lot of people have no problem pointing out other people's faults. Matter of fact, whenever a fault is done, it says those who are spiritual, go and and correct them and bring them back in. It's time the church stops killing their wounded. It's time we work to reconcile them to what is right according to the word of God. And it says, now, then we are ambassadors. You know what an ambassador is? He is a spokesperson for the authority that he's sent by. What he says is what the authority has said." So if we have an ambassador from the United States of America and he goes to another foreign country and he stands before either another ambassador or their secretary of state or equivalent to us or their president or prime minister or king or queen and he speaks and says, I have a message for you. I'm the ambassador and here's the message for my president. You can take it to the bank. That's what the president has said. We are the ambassadors of God. We have the right to declare and decree God's word. Some of you are looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate. And I think the reason is because... We have been taught not to use the authority that God has given us. That we should just be passive. That we should just sit back. No, no, no. Folks, when the strong man has his place of authority, one stronger has to come in. And my friends... The power of God through His Word, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, is stronger than any power of Satan on this earth. (coughs) It says God was... Now, then we are ambassadors of Christ as though God was pleading through us. We implore you as on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. (coughs) Our call is to stand as the ambassador of heaven. Our call is to walk in the authority of the word of God. Our calling is to speak into the lives of people and bring a word of healing and health and life. Tonight we're going to pray. Tonight there are many of you in this room that you need to be set free by the power of God. If the Word of God says it, then we can bank on it. If the Word of God has said, by His stripes we were healed, we need to declare and decree, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we were healed. I have no problem with people that pray, well, Lord, let thy will be done. That's a part of the prayer of Jesus. But why don't we discover what the will of God is? (laughs) Tonight, we're going to do something and I'm going to call out the scripture verse, and then I'm going to make the declaration of what that scripture verse is about. And as I do, if that very area pertains to you, I want you to stand with your hands raised and say, God, I declare. Matter of fact, if you got your Bible, find the very scripture that I just proclaimed over you. Let me go back. A declaration means to make known or set forth what is the accounting of God's word. It is a decree, a formal and authoritative order having the force of law. The force of law of heaven is far greater than the force of law on this earth. We can talk about the laws of gravity. We can talk about all other laws But, my friends, the law of heaven supersedes the laws here on earth. Father, we are coming to you. We are petitioning you tonight. Holy Spirit, We often say you're welcome in this place, but the reality is you came in here with us because as believers we walk in your spirit. Now tonight, Father, some may be watching by live stream or will watch another time. I pray that as I begin to make declarations and proclamations, once it is prayed they will say God that is the truth for my life just like that man that looked at Peter and John when they said silver and gold have we none but such as we have we give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk that man looked with faith and immediately took a hold of Peter's hand and rose up and walked by faith Spirit. Men and women in this room need to rise up as that man did in faith and say, Tonight is my night of being set free of what the enemy's tried to cripple me with. In Jesus' name. Father, According to Romans chapter 8, verse 3, I declare I am full of the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. I am not to walk in weakness, I am not to walk in timidity, I am not to walk in fear, but I declare, according to the scriptures, that I am full of the strength of God, I am full of the power of God. Lord, I declare, I do not live with doubt and fear according to Proverbs 3, 5. And they will not rule my thinking. Doubt and fear will have no authority over me when it comes to my business. Doubt and fear will have no authority over me when it comes to my family. I will not let doubt and fear rule my mind. I declare according to Isaiah 54 verse 17 that every lying tongue will have no authority over me. Lord, those in my family who have lied against me will have no authority over me. Those in my business that have lied against me, they will have no authority over me. Those in my co- that are my competitors in business will have no authority over me. That lying tongue has no authority but the truth of God will be revealed Lord according to Psalm 22 verse 6 I declare that when my children are old they will not depart from the faith that God you've had me raise them in that's your word Lord Lord break this spirit of the prodigal off our nation break this spirit of the prodigal of our world. Lord, I declare according to Psalm 127 3, my children are a heritage from the Lord. My children are a heritage from the Lord. Lord, I declare that the children will rise up and call their mothers blessed. Lord, I declare Psalm 40, 14 verse 27 I declare that there's peace in my family. I declare there's peace in my church. I declare there's peace in my in my business. I declare there's peace over my work. Lord, that division that's been taking place between me and a boss or between me and an employee, between me and a spouse between me and a child. Lord, I declare, according to John 14, 27, that there's the peace that is brought to us by God. Father, I declare, according to 2 Corinthians 9, 8 and Matthew 7, 9 through 11, that God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Lord, I declare. That these financial needs I have will be taken care of by the power of God, Lord. I declare, First Peter two four, that by Your stripes, Jesus, I am healed. Lord, I declare over the cancer in my body that I'm healed by the power of Jesus Christ. I declare over the heart disease in my body that I am healed by the power and the stripes of Jesus Christ. I declare over my blood come back in the right order according to the authority of Jesus Christ. I declare over tumors. Over brokenness that by the power of the stripes that Jesus took upon his body, I am healed. I declare first Corinthians 6:19. That my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I don't care what the past has been. You may have sold your body. But God says today, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You may have given your body to all kinds of abuses. But today, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. As you've accepted Jesus. I declare, according to 1 John 1, 9, I am forgiven and purified for my sin. Those thoughts the enemy keeps trying to bring to me of my past, I declare today that I have been purified by the power of the Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus Christ from the sins of my past. And I am not going to allow my thoughts to hold me a bondage any longer. I declare, according to Romans 8, 28, that God is working good things in my life. Just like Jeremiah proclaimed, oh God, <laughs> that's a plan and a purpose for my life. And it's good and it's not for evil. And I declare that God is working good things in my life. I declare, 2 Corinthians 1, 20, that God's word is the yes and the amen. It's the beginning. It is the end. It is what God has spoken. It is what God has fulfilled. And I am going to live according to his word. And I declare, Matthew 11, 28, 30, and Isaiah 40, 29, Isaiah 40, 31, I declare that I am I'm no longer weary, but God's my rest. I declare that this literal COVID that has really wearied my life, that God is my rest and He is my strength. I declare, Mark 27, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Stop declaring over your life that's impossible. Start declaring before God all things are possible. I declare according to John 16, that I will stand firm to the end of my life. I will finish strong. I will finish strong. I will stand firm to the end of my life Mark eleven twenty four. I declare all the promises of God are mine all the promises of God are mine Lord I declare according to Mark 15, 5, 15 that through Jesus I am a light to this world through Jesus I have been set upon the hill to shine the light of Jesus Christ into my business into my community into my family and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I declare, according to Matthew 6.33, as I seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, all that I need will be given unto me. Lord, I make a commitment. I'm seeking first Your kingdom. I'm seeking Your righteousness. And You are going to provide. Lord, I declare in uh, Mark 6.18, When I lay hands upon the sick, they shall recover. I'm going to start walking in faith that when I pray for somebody, they're going to get up and be healed. I'm going to start walking in faith that when I lay hands upon somebody, immediately the strength and the power of God is going to start coming and flowing through their body, and they'll be healed. Lord, I declare, James 1, 17, that every good and perfect gift is from above and come down to me from the Father. Lord, I declare, John 8:12, I will not walk in the darkness of this world, but in the life of Jesus my Savior. And I declare, according to 2 Corinthians, 2 Chronicles 7:14, as I humble myself as I turn my heart and my face toward God and I'm going to seek after God we're going to hear from heaven Lord we make that direct declaration over River Church that River Church is going to humble themselves they're going to turn from every wicked way they're going to seek the face of God and they're going to have a sovereign move of your Holy Spirit whether we call it revival or whatever we call it, there's going to be a sovereign move that is not only going to be on the river church, but it's going to affect the entire West Bank. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord, we declare it. Lord, we declare, John 10, 10, that I will not be stolen from, I will not be killed, and I will not be destroyed, but I will have everlasting, abundant life by the power of God. I declare according to Philippians 4, verse 6 through 9, that I will not live with anxiety and depression. God, break that spirit of anxiety and depression off people right now. Lord, your word says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 9, I do not have to walk with anxiety. I do not have to walk with depression. I do not have to live with this demonic oppression over my life. Lord, I declare that in the name of Jesus, demons must flee. Lord, I declare that I have the faith of a mustard seed and I will speak to my mountains and they will be cast into the sea. Jesus, those are your words to us. Lord, I declare that no weapon Thorn against me will prosper. No financial weapon will prosper. No word weapon will prosper. Lord, I declare that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And Lord, we pull down the stronghold of suicide. That has become epidemic in our nation. We pull down the stronghold of drug abuse, of alcohol abuse, of spousal abuse, of child abuse. Lord, we pull down the stronghold of sex trafficking. Lord, we pull down the stronghold of deception and lying. Lord, we pull down the stronghold of greed. And Lord, I declare that every day of my life, I'm going to put on the full armor of God. That I am not going to go out of this world unarmed and without the armament on my, my, on my, over my mind over my heart over my uh, literally over my feet over my midsection and when Satan throws those fiery darts those missiles that shield of faith is going to be raised up and I'm going to take the sword of the spirit and I'm going to fight the good fight of faith Lord, as we're in this world right now, we're in war. We're not in a political war. We're not a social culture war. We are literally warring the powers of Satan that's throwing every weapon he can to destroy the church, to destroy lives. But in the name of Jesus we are going to throw up that shield of faith. We're going to protect our children from the lie of the devil concerning gender identification. They will be mighty, mighty women and men of God. Father. Father. Pour out your spirit in this room right now. I declare, as Paul declare, as, as Peter declared, in the last days, my Father said He will pour out His spirit upon all flesh. Lord, pour out Your spirit upon the men and women of this room. Right now, church, lift your hands and say, Lord. I want to receive your Holy Spirit. I want to receive the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I declare over my life the promises of your word. I declare over my life the promise of the Spirit in filling in my life. <laughs> wind of God began to blow over the men and women in this room giving them fresh life giving them fresh life a fresh anointing a fresh word in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus break every bond I have been set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. I've been saved through the authority of the Word of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ shed for me. And tonight I petition you, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit to be the man and woman of God you've called me to be. Oh, God, we praise you. Fill them right now, Lord. Fill every man and woman. Set people free. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we praise you, Lord. Don't you be like that woman that walked in and said, Dad... Don't you realize you're dying? Lay back down. No, you start speaking life to every situation in your life. You start speaking life over your family. You start speaking life over your spouse. You start speaking life over your business. You start speaking life over this church. You start speaking life over your community. I don't care if you drive by a house that sells drugs and you know it. Start speaking life over it. Saying God, instead of drugs coming out of that, making people high and destroying life, that's what's going to come out of there is the light of Jesus Christ. You start speaking life and healing and restoration. Father, we praise you. In Jesus' name, Pastor Robert. Oh, yeah. Let me. Marshall reminded me of something I want to share with you. In the community that Marsha and I pastored in here in Louisiana and Lafayette, on University Avenue, there was a bar there that catered to people of different lifestyles that were not the lifestyle that was biblical every time Marsha and I would drive by that building we would curse the sin that had people in captivity to it and then we would speak life that one day that building would be used to bring life I don't know how many months or years we did that but one day I went to our 6 o'clock prayer meeting and man sitting beside me, Gerald, he said, hey, Pastor, you know that bar over on University? I said, yeah. He said it closed last night. I said, well, what do you mean it closed? He said, the owner said, we're no longer going to be a bar any longer. We're not going to have anything in here. I said, well, what do you think is going to happen? He said, I know what's going to happen. He said, me and two other men have already called the owner of the building, and we're buying it today. I said, wow, what are we going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? He said, we're going to set it up as a place that women and children that are in abusive families can be coming and be brought in for healing. Within four months, they had totally gutted everything, rebuilt everything, and women and children could come to that place and still do. Come to that place, and there's healing found. The very thing that Marsha and I spoke, that out of that is going to come life. My friends, that is not an obscure thing that can happen in your community all up and down the West Bank by the power of God. Amen.
0: Amen. That's an awesome word. Hey listen, you can speak life over your insurance claims. They spoke life over a, a, a horrible bar. You can speak life over your insurance. said, so we don't want to hear, they're not going to pay. they're going to pay in Jesus name, right? You speak life. What an awesome message. What an awesome message. Give Bruce a hand. We thank give the Lord a hand clap because he used Bruce tonight. So we're so thankful for you to be here. And, uh, and guys, we're going to speak life. And we're, the Life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? And uh, so let's don't be. Let's take Bruce's challenge. Let's don't be the daughter that came in and said, Dad, lay back down. You're dying. I don't know about you. I don't want to die. So we're going to speak life. And so, Father, we thank you so much, uh, God, for what you've given us tonight, Lord, the spiritual food you've given us. Lord, we want to be a group of people that speak life over our families, that speak life over our friends, that speak life at work, that we speak.